I see the pain in your eyes. I see the tears you're trying so hard to hold inside. You are not weak. Don't let them lie. Your courage is undefeatable. You look so pretty when you cry. You are beautiful in your darkness and your light, on your best day and your worst night. So let them go and let them fly. Let us see the colors painted in your sky. Your love is pure. Your heart is true. You say I deserve love, but so do you. Your soul is untamed. Let it run free. Run your brush along the canvas. It will soon become what it's meant to be. A masterpiece beyond measure. No price can pay for your beautiful treasure. You are the artist. This is your time. Hold on to your brush. Let the colors all rush. And I'll be here watching your creativity fly, admiring the unique beauty as you paint your sky. The material and information presented here is provided by lived experience youth and for general information purposes only. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed are of the guests of our podcast own and do not represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of youth move. Welcome to the Youth Move Colorado podcast. In today's episode, we meet Autumn, a member of Youth Move Colorado's fellowship program, who is here to chat about healing and advocacy through creative writing. Hi, Autumn. Hi, how are you? Doing well, thank you. And thanks so much for being here. Thank you for this opportunity. I really appreciate it. So today we wanted to talk a little bit about your creative writing process, your history with that. And I guess first we should address the elephant in the room. You recently released or published your very first book. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, so my book is called When My Heart Speaks. It's available on Amazon if anyone wants to check it out. And it's separated into, so it's a poetry book, and it's separated into three different parts. So the first part is When My Heart Speaks, which is, I kind of tried to gear it gear it towards just like your average audience, like kids, adults, just anybody who wants to read poetry. And, you know, some of the poems in the first part are more kid oriented. Some of them kind of appeal to more of the adult audience, but it's still just a very friendly for all ages kind of section. And then part two is when my heart shouts, and that is more of the advocacy section. That's the part that you know, if people want to get inspired or just to really start to dive into hard topics, that is kind of the section for that. And then part three is when my heart screams. And that's kind of my most intense poems and some poems with some mature content. And the reason I put that section in there too is part two, you know, has some of those more hopeful poems where it's like, if someone's feeling stuck and they want to see a way out of it and they want to, you know, feel hope, they go to that section. But part three is really close to me because it's kind of that section that reminds me like, I want to sit in the dark with this person and let them know that they don't have to see the hope right now, but that they're, it's okay to not be okay. And it's okay to just let those feelings exist and not try to find a bright side and just to allow them to take their flow. And so that's really my part for those people who need that. And then at the beginning of my book, 
I kind of mention it, but at the very end of my book, there is like a crisis resource page because there are some kind of triggering content in there. And so I wanted to make sure that when people are wanting to be sat with in the dark, as I was saying before, they have somewhere to go if they need some extra support too. So I really wanted to just kind of embrace all steps of the healing journey through my book, whether it's, you know, just someone wanting a distraction or kids wanting to be amused to really wanting to step into advocacy and just, you know, being inspired and feeling some hope to the person that needs to know about that. There's someone there that sees them, hears them, acknowledges them and is there for them. Beautiful. Thank you so much. And I don't want to put you on the spot, but I have your book here. I just, oh my goodness. so beautiful. Um, Work and congratulations. Um, Would you say that that writing poetry for you was as much as it was like an advocacy journey? Would you say that it was healing for you as well? Oh, absolutely. It was kind of interesting. So when I was first starting poetry, this is like years back, I was in a creative writing class and I was really not good at poetry. I kept trying to I guess just like mask my authentic feelings into, you know, happy all the time kind of poetry. And it wasn't until I truly embraced what I was actually feeling and the darkness that was actually like existing within myself that I really found a passion for poetry. And I think too, so if any, if anyone does read my book, they'll notice that there's a dedication to my twin sister at the beginning. And I do want to like content warning this next part really quick. But my twin sister passed away four years ago. She's my only sibling. And so I think that poetry has really been super helpful for me in processing grief, whether it be through her loss, through chronic illness, just through the different changes within my life that I wouldn't have expected and, you know, kind of plans falling apart, just all sorts of different things. And the crazy thing to me, too, is that my sister was always a really good poet. She wrote beautiful, beautiful words and her poems were just absolutely stunning and so I feel like within each of my poems there's a piece of her like within me kind of and it's not only is it my way of healing and also advocating for others maybe going through similar struggles but it also allows me to keep her legacy going and I really it allows me to feel connected to her which I feel like has also aided in my healing. That is so beautiful and I'm I'm so sorry for your loss. But I'm so happy for you that you have this great outlet to process, you know, grief and joy and everything that comes along with life. That's really beautiful. Thank you. I really appreciate it. So we've talked a little bit about using creative writing to heal. You mentioned advocacy. What kind of vision do you have for your poetry in relation to advocacy? Yeah, so I have quite a few. I'm definitely really passionate about social justice, all that kind of, you know, stuff. I think there's a number of different and, you know, areas where I want to go in advocacy with this, one of which is disability advocacy. For me personally, you know, I had a lot of dreams surrounding what I wanted to do as a career when I got older and did the specific college degree, you know, in person and just all these different things that kind of didn't work out the way that I had thought that they would. And so... I think that I I really want to use my poetry to inspire other disabled individuals that even if your plans don't work out how you thought they would, um, they can still create something beautiful. Like you can have a difference in the world and make a beautiful life for yourself, even if all of your plans fall apart. 
there are still ways to, you know, let your voice be heard and to take back your power. I think that's one of the second areas. So I'm queer. And so with the LGBTQ plus community, I try to advocate within that and just let other, you know, especially like younger teens where they're at the beginning of their, you know, queer journey or just people who don't feel accepted or loved or able to be themselves. And so I guess my goal with that is just to allow those people to also take their voice back and to also know that there's a safe place for them where they can be authentic and genuine and learn to love themselves. So that's like the second part of it. Another part of it that I think ties in to both of those different parts, both disability and being queer, but especially I want to tie it in with the queer part of me is my faith. I think that people hear Christian and queer and they think that those two, I guess, labels or identities cannot coexist. But I strongly believe, you know, that there are that there are spaces for queer Christians and that even though there's a lot of tension between the two communities often, that queer Christians deserve a place to exist and to, again, feel loved. And so I want to show other queer Christians that they're allowed to be their authentic selves that God made them to be while, you know, embracing both of these different identities. I actually recently, so I guess within the past year, I went to a ministry at our local local college campus for women and two different girls in that Christian ministry came up to me and they said, we saw you perform at a poetry slam. Like we, we've heard that you're doing poetry and it's so cool to see someone that's like queer and Christian, like, you know, actually speaking about both of those things together. And I was just so in awe and so honored because I think that oftentimes queer Christians, I mean, we feel like we can't sit in anywhere because it feels like with the queer community, there's a lot of, you know, hatred towards Christians. And then with the Christian community, there's a lot of hatred towards queers. And so it's really awesome that I was able to actually meet two different people that were active in their faiths and pursuing Jesus, um, you know, within this ministry while also embracing their queer selves. And I want to be a voice for them and for so many more and also inspiring them to have their own voice and to, you know, be in those spaces as well. Awesome. Thank you. Very great. So you mentioned to one piece of advice that you had for young people wanting to get into writing was to kind of not push out negative emotions, but instead kind of channel those. Do you have any other advice for young people who either would like to get into writing or some other kind of creative outlet or even a young person who's already a writer and wants to go about publishing their work? Yeah, absolutely. I have a couple different things. So the first of which is kind of on that point you just mentioned. I think it's important not just about, you know, suppressing, you don't want to suppress the darkness, but I think one of the best, so I uh, I listen to another podcast on occasion. It's by Sadie Robertson. It's called, Whoa, That's Good. And she once had a musician on and he said, I never force, force faith into my music and I never force faith out of my music. And I really took that. I feel like it's really inspired me in my writing journey because, and, and not just for faith, but for anything, anything that makes up a part of someone's authentic identity, never forcing it in, never forcing it out, just letting that natural flow, you know, come to life. So I think that would be my first at, like piece of advice, uh, you know, for writers. I think my second piece of advice is 
don't be afraid to, you know, share your art and write. And I think that, you know, comparison can be really toxic and it's important to just embrace what you have to offer. Um, I think for me, every time, you know, I've competed at a few poetry times, so not a whole lot, but every time I go to compete at a poetry sim, I struggle because I'm always like, oh, I wish my poems could be like, you know, that person's or that person's. But then I remember I'm like, my poems are maybe different than theirs, but maybe someone needs to hear, you know, these poems and those poems. And maybe it's good that there's a difference. And so I think that it's really important not to compare and just to let your art, you know, come to fruition and just to share it with people and to not count yourself out. So I think that's my second thing. When it comes to publishing, I think people hear self-publish and they get really, really overwhelmed and it feels like an unattainable goal. So to those people, my advice would be just to familiarize yourself with the process, go for it. I used the Amazon's self-publishing software, which is called KDP. It's called Kindle Direct Publishing. And I was honestly surprised at how simple the process was. For me, the biggest obstacle was my own perfectionism. I did over 40 manuscripts of my book before I published it. And I worked with my friend and we, we had to do over, I think it was between 10 and 15 cover edits to get the finalized cover as well. And there were a lot of just different bumps along the way, but the actual publication process was really, really simple. And I think that, you know, you you don't have to necessarily do as much editing as we did. I just really wanted it to be as perfect as possible. And I think that was my own kind of hang up. But I honestly just would encourage people to not hold back, just to try it. And the nice thing about the Amazon publishing process is that you submit the manuscript like separately, like you can do that last. And so you can kind of get everything ready and then finalize your manuscript without having to like go through this really, really, really long process and not being able to continue on until you have a finalized manuscript. So it's it's a very, very simple process as far as the actual publishing. And Amazon, for Amazon publishing, you do get a portion of your proceeds, but the Apple, the actual publication process is free, which is really nice. So even though I don't see all the proceeds from my book, I only see a small percentage of the proceeds. It's really nice in that I don't have to worry about paying for, you know, printing all these different books and shipping them and all these different things because Amazon does take care of that. So I think that was another thing that I learned. I feel like there was one more thing and I'm trying to recall what it was exactly. Um, Yeah, I think just having people just, you know, inspiring them to just chase their dreams and to just go for it. For me, a lot of the times in my life, I've I kind of hit that roadblock where I want to do something, but I just can't work up the courage to actually get it started. And I and then my anxiety gets really high. It builds that wall. It's like you're never going to be able to do this. But once you actually get started, it's you, you go into such a just kind of a grasping for more and more and more that before you know it, it's already done. And you you've made it. And so I really like that quote, too. It's impossible or it seems impossible before it's done. So awesome. So how do you kind of like jump over that hurdle when you hit that wall and your anxiety is really high? How do you kind of like chalk yourself down and just say, you know what, I've got this? Yeah. So I feel like there's a few different things, one of which is just finding a positive support system. 
I don't think I ever would have gotten as far as I have with my poetry without um, beautiful friends in my life that have encouraged me. Um, even just a couple years ago, I mean, I just was sharing my poetry in a small little room with a couple people. I never imagined doing a poetry slam. I never thought I would actually publish a book. It was kind of like one of those like far-fetched dreams that I was like, oh, it'd be really cool one day, but I don't know if it's ever actually going to happen. And I went from that to having my book published and doing poetry slams in a couple of years. And so I think, you know, it's really important to have people encouraging you and that believe in you every step of the way, even when you don't believe in yourself. So that's one piece of that. I think another piece is learning to take breaks and not to give up. It's really important to because there were there were plenty of times where I was feeling really frustrated and I was like, because basically for every manuscript edit. I would read the book through and the second it had an error, I would go fix that error and then I would read it through all over again. And so I would get so far in my book and be like, oh my gosh, it's finally good to go. And then I'd find an error on like the last like 20 pages and start all over. And it was just such a frustrating thing for me at times. And so it really was about taking a step back and, you know, learning to give myself time to just get in a better headspace, to not feel discouraged but not to not to quit. And so that would be my advice too is just for people to when you start feeling frustrated, when you start feeling like your goals will never become a reality, don't give up. Just, you know, take a step back and allow yourself to regroup and to take a break. Great advice. Thank you. And can we expect more poetry books soon? Oh my goodness. I'm not sure. I would love to at some point maybe write another poetry book. Nothing is in the works as of right now. My book took so much like time and effort that I, I kind of am one to kind of once I try something and I accomplish that thing to try and see what other goals I can accomplish. So I think that now that I've checked like write a book off my bucket list, I definitely I may consider doing one in the future. But for now, I think I'm trying to still focus on creative writing, but I'm trying to grow my social media platforms for advocacy. I'm hoping to potentially start some online college classes in January-ish. I really want to try to major in philosophy. I'm very passionate about really deep thinking and deep understanding of the world we live in and of life and just all these different things. And I've got a lot of other different goals, but you'll definitely see more poetry from me. It may not necessarily be in book form, but I'm not going to stop writing for sure. Awesome. And do you want to share your uh, social media handles? Uh, yes, with so my primary social media that I use for my advocacy is Instagram. And so my Instagram is the at sign and then authentically, which is A-U-T-H. E-N-T-I-C-A-L-L-Y dot autumn, A-U-T-U-M-N, and then underscore. So authentically autumn with a dot and an underscore. Awesome. Everyone give her a follow. <laughs> thank you so much. Well, thank you so much with or for sharing your, your perspective and your expertise with us. Do you think we can get a little poem reading as a farewell? Wow, absolutely. Let me try and see what I can. I, uh, I I thought you might ask something similar. So I was like, I'm going to have my book next to me just in case. Let me try and figure out a good poem to read. Well, no rush. Thank you. 
I, uh, quick side note while I'm looking for this, but, um, when I was going to write this book, I was told, or I, I looked it up and did some research and it said that the average poetry book had about 30 poems in it. And so I was like, okay, I need at least 30 poems in it. And when I went to put my poems all together, there are over 80 poems in here. <laughs> and so I, I had no idea though, cause I was trying to keep tabs on it, but clearly I, I did not do that very well so <laughs> all right i'm gonna read a poem called paint your sky i see the pain in your eyes i see the tears you're trying so hard to hold inside you are not weak don't let them lie your courage is undefeatable you look so pretty when you cry you are beautiful in your darkness and your light on your best day and your worst night. So let them go and let them fly. Let us see the colors painted in your sky. Your love is pure, your heart is true. You say I deserve love, but so do you. Your soul is untamed, let it run free. Run your brush along the canvas. It will soon become what it's meant to be. A masterpiece beyond measure. No price can pay for your beautiful treasure. You are the artist. This is your time. Hold on to your brush. Let the colors all rush. And I'll be here watching your creativity fly, admiring the unique beauty as you paint your sky. Wow. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you so much. Ugh. And that self-fitting, that message for this episode is just perfect. Um, thank, you. thank you. Great choice. That would be so fun. <laughs> thank you so much. So is there anything that maybe we didn't touch on that you would like to put out there? Um, I guess I just, the last thing I want to say is that there's there's a quote that I really love. It's, you know, hope, hold on, pain ends. And I think that I just want everyone to know, anyone who hears this, to know that even when things seem really dark and it feels like there's no way out, that no matter what you face, whether it's now or in the future, that you will find your way through it little by little. And you may not get to this place where, you know, you're feeling great and everything's perfect, but even in your darkness, you'll learn to walk through it and to find that hope and to grab onto it and I think it's just for me personally I have struggled a lot with depression and just all sorts of different mental health stuff that has really made even just living and surviving really challenging and so I just want people to know that they're never alone um, and that they're so loved that they matter that their voice matters their story matters that they deserve to be heard and that they deserve the space to feel and to be their authentic selves. And so I think my my main thing for people is just to be authentically them. And that's why my social media handle is Authentically Autumn, because I really just want to inspire people to just be their true selves and to also know that they're not, they're never walking alone and that, you know, the trail may get hard to walk, but they're going to get stronger and they're going to have people that love them even when they feel alone. And that ultimately, they are just so special and extraordinary in their own way and that no one will ever be 
them and that that's the unique gift that they have to offer the world. Beautifully put. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time and I'm so glad we got to do this. I, uh, I'm, I'm so grateful for all you guys do and for this uh, phenomenal opportunity. So thank you.